0: You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Tretter and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women.
1: Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Gabriella Vassi, a Dallas-based content creator originally from New York. Gabriella grew up with a strong love for AG that she carries with her today, which we heard all about when we first had her on our podcast in April, 2023. Today, she returns as we watch and discuss a movie near and dear to our hearts, Felicity, an American Girl Adventure. We absolutely cannot wait to dive in. Gabriella, welcome back to AGW. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be back here with
0: you guys,
2: especially with what we're doing today. I cannot wait.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, we couldn't think of a better person to help us recap a film that Lindsay and I watched quite a long time ago for the first time. I would say it was like before we even officially had a podcast,
1: right, Lindsay? It was. It was part of like our founding story of how <laughs> AGW came to be. But, Gab, would you tell us what movie are we watching today? <laughs>
2: (laughs) We are watching the iconic cult classic Felicity and American Girl Adventure. (laughs)
1: Love (laughs) it. Do you remember watching this for the first time?
2: Honestly, yes, because it was such a formative experience for me in so many different aspects. Um, I think I was in like first grade because that's when I got Felicity and she was my first ever historical doll. I was such a horse girl at the time. I was just so into Revolutionary War history like it was just a match made in heaven and it was so exciting to see my doll and the books come to life in this movie and I think I watched it probably like over a hundred times so sorry to my parents who had to sit with me do that
1: (laughs) only child only child problems oh my goodness is this a movie (laughs) that you could like repeat every line
2: yes and I'm definitely the kind of person that like if I watch something like I remember lines um but still this is the kind of movie that I can quote it but also I never get tired of it and I actually (laughs) hadn't watched it in a really long time um before Mm. watching it for today and I was like wow like I had pretty decent taste as a six, seven-year-old because this is a good (laughs) film. Like, it's a good movie. And I feel like you can watch it over and over again. It's just such a comforting classic movie.
1: It's such a comfort movie. Laura, do you remember watching this growing up? I never
0: did because I feel like I was definitely aware of it. I Because I think it came out in 2004 Sounds about right. 2005. 2005. Okay, so I was... 12 in 2005, so I had like kind of just exited American Girl, but I also was still like close enough in age to like my peak American girl years where I do remember finding out that they were doing this movie and being like, Oh, my God, like, that's so cool. But I don't think I ever watched it until I was an adult, I might have seen it like flipping through the channels like bits and pieces. But my first complete watch was when we watched it back in like 2021.
1: Yeah, that was same for me. Like I had honestly never even heard that American girl made movies. <laughs> like I completely missed that in my childhood and any like, yeah, time after I had just no idea that they even made movies. So discovering them was quite fun. And Laura and I went through the Samantha movie, which we did a, an episode with Marianne Michescu Back in December, I believe. And then we watched Molly's movie. So we have a few to rewatch in the future. Haven't seen Mm. Kits yet, which I really want to. And I know there are like a lot of the girl of the year movies as well, I believe. Like there's like a McKenna movie. And I've seen clips on TikTok of, I think it's Brissa. Is that her name? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Krissa was like the one that got bullied yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a bullying <laughs> theme in all of the movie. tiktok clips <laughs> i love how like tiktok creators are not even like creators but like just people that like upload movies to tiktok i am like yes. always like <laughs> entranced by that i'm like a movie that i would never even like think to watch is like now 20 minutes of my time watching these like little clips always
0: with like another like a clip of like someone like making slime or like a like kinetic sand video on the on the screen next to it like never like just the movie clip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't know about you both. But out of all the American Girl movies that I've seen of which I've only seen three, this might be my favorite. I think I might like this better than Samantha's.
1: Mm, Interesting. I, oh goodness. I feel like Samantha and Felicity are like, even for me. What about you, Gab?
2: So I think it's funny because a lot of people who know me now just from TikTok and from Instagram definitely seem as more of a Samantha girl. But I think style-wise, yes, I am. But I think personality-wise, I've always been way more like a Felicity girl. So I've always loved her movie. It's always been my favorite. I also think that compared to the Samantha movie, the Felicity movie does a really good job of really bringing, like, each individual book to life and, like, sticking to Mm -hmm. the plot points from the book. Mm -hmm. And even just in, like, the costuming, like, the sets, everything, I feel like it's so close to the book than, like, the Samantha movie or even the Kit movie. I think they kind of took the world of the doll and, like, made movies. But with this one, like, they really just made the books into the movie, which is really cool. And I think it's kind of right. rare to see that in movies based off books.
1: Right. Totally. I could see that. The costumes in this one were so good. And it really was like, oh my God, that's her meat dress or her writing outfit, which we'll definitely get into. <sighs> yes. <laughs> um But let's talk about the cast a little bit and. Just set the stage here. So we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but these American Girl movies really had a star-studded cast, and a young Shailene Woodley played Felicity. And I looked to see if like this was one of her first roles, which it seemed to have been. She was in a few TV movies and had a few appearances on tv shows like everyone loves raymond and crossing jordan which is such a throwback to here i've never seen it but that is just such like an early 2000s tv show and then she also played marissa cooper's younger sister caitlin on the oc before she was replaced with someone else (laughs) but yeah it's really cool to see that she started her career like the early days of her career with american girl
0: yeah no totally i i feel like i have such a mixed feeling about like her in this role and maybe like you guys can tell me what you think but i love her as the character but i think she couldn't look less like felicity (laughs) really (laughs) i i feel like she is felicity like embodying like in her acting but like she like doesn't look like how i imagined felicity as like a kid but that doesn't like take me out of it because i feel like she really is a good little actress in this
1: she is a good little actress but yeah yeah, what
0: do you what do you think like because you i feel like were very like that was very controversial to you so i want to hear your feedback on that opinion. okay
2: i think for me since i so i was like six years old when or six or seven when the movie came out and i saw it pretty much like when it came out so for me I pretty much saw Shailene as Felicity like when I got Mm -hmm. my doll and I almost didn't really have as much of a chance to envision her like as a real life person before Mm -hmm. seeing Shailene Mm -hmm. so to me I thought that she really looked like Felicity and even just like watching the movie I was like oh yeah that's totally what Felicity looked like but then when I think back to my actual doll I'm like yeah she had more like auburn hair it was longer like felicity had green eyes as a doll she has brown eyes in the movie like there's little stuff like that but i think that she does such a great job of just embodying like the spirit of felicity and the character mm-hmm. that you don't notice it as much Yes. Um, but i think also the fact that the costumes were so similar to her actual outfits like also helps in the styling but yeah i don't look at her now and say oh she looks like felicity
0: hmm Yeah, I think that like she just does such a good job though that I like wouldn't recast her. I think she does a better job embodying the character than like Anna Sophia Robb did with Samantha.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But that could also just be like the script and not necessarily like her acting. But yeah, I couldn't love her more as Felicity in terms of like the way she brings the character to life.
1: What about you, Lindsay? For me, I envision Felicity a bit different in my head. I like really think of the cover of the books as Felicity like and someone who's like a little less dainty than Shailene is like mm. Shailene is very like precious but I think Shailene was really great in this. I, I was able to see her as Felicity. I don't really have too strong of an opinion <laughs> on her um, but the rest of the cast is interesting. course, Marsha Gay Harden, was mrs martha merriman which (laughs) gotta talk about her name
0: yeah i that went right over my head on the first
1: watch of that (laughs) (laughs) seriously i know i feel like for so long i was like she doesn't have a name but apparently she does and it's quite a good one i can't
2: remember if she had that name in the books or if they just
0: gave her a name in the movie I know I can't remember either all the more reason to maybe revisit the books Mm -hmm. to
1: see totally and Marsha's real life daughter plays Nan Felicity's Mm -hmm. sister which is real cute
0: did we ever discuss that before because I feel like I didn't know that but then as I was like finding that out while looking at the cast I was like oh uh actually maybe I did know that but she kind of I feel like was a good little actress too right she
1: was (laughs) she was she was really cute and then Katie Henney played Elizabeth who we learned was also an AG theater actress Mm -hmm. and hopefully one day we could get her on the podcast I hate that would be great
0: (gasps) right (laughs) that
1: would be
3: so
0: iconic
1: I don't know if we'll ever get Shayween to join us but (laughs) <laughs> we'll we'll try to get somebody from the movie, and Elizabeth would be incredible to hear her perspective. Yes, a hundred percent. And then Kevin Ziegers. Oh. we have to talk about this. Like this is we have to talk about him. <laughs> oh my god, I like totally forgot how hot he was. So Damn. hot, <laughs> like he had no like reason to be that hot. He was supposed to be, I think, fifteen in this, but he was. I think, 20 when this was filmed. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. That was, that was like, great. such a
2: <laughs> experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, as, like, a six, seven-year-old watching this, like, I think he was probably my first, like, actual crush.
1: Yeah. Like, ever.
0: He's so crush-worthy. <laughs> and I feel like he really delivers more than, like, you could even imagine Ben in the book. Like, I... Now, kind of do the opposite of what I do with Shailene. Whereas, like, if I'm picturing Ben, I'm picturing this actor a hundred percent. As you said.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. He was also in Airbud, which was a classic '90s movie. I don't
2: know if he and still
1: acts though. Does he? He was in
2: Gossip Girl too.
1: Oh my god, that's right. Yeah.
2: When I first saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, Ben left the militia, and now he's a drug dealer on the Upper East Side. Oh my oh god. Oh my god.
1: I love <laughs> it, this. And actually, he does, he does act quite a lot. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Truly. I'm like, he was in Dirty John. I watched that. Ooh. Yeah. Fear of the Walking Dead, Dirty John, Power Rebel, Corrective Measures. Damn. He's like yeah. pretty busy, actually.
0: Right? He's working. What about the guy who played Felicity's dad? Any intel on him, Lindsay? Oh, he
2: was on. I I looked him up because I was experiencing the phenomenon of like I'm old because I'm rewatching a childhood favorite movie and I find mm-hmm. the dad attractive. <laughs> oh my I god! Like, I, <laughs> I never realized like Felicity's dad was like kind of fine. So I mm-hmm. looked him up and apparently he was on Dukes of Hazard. Um, so cool. I feel like they definitely put him in this movie for like the moms of the girls to be like, oh, I remember him. Like, they're. Oh, my gosh.
1: He's also in The Secret Life of the American Teenager, which was... Wasn't Shailene think, in that, too? Shailene's yeah. in that.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who that was show is so that? ridiculous. Any... Was he, like, a main character?
1: It says he was Marshall Bowman. Hmm.
0: I wouldn't remember that. Yeah. But... He was, like, blonde in it. I looked this up last night. I was, like, so shocked. Well, I'm happy to see that he's still working as well. He really was very cute in this movie and I feel like I gravitated toward him just as much as Ben.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A new dynamic.
3: Yeah. Seriously. And then what
1: about Jiggy Nye? Does anyone have any info on that actor? I did not look him up at yeah, all. Yeah. I was not I was not compelled to, to look him up. yeah i'm (laughs) really curious he always scared me so
2: much as a child i bet
0: he's scary i mean he was very good though
1: he was good i was gonna say i wonder if those were his real eyebrows and i'm looking at pictures of him and they seem to have been damn method method acting right so now that we've kind of set the stage for the movie why don't we get into the plot a bit So the movie starts off with Felicity riding her horse. It is her 10th birthday and she's gone for a little birthday ride, which I love doing something for yourself on your day. And she narrates that her grandpa gave her some very solid life advice to embrace the changes of life. And her grandfather is like full of wisdom. That's noted throughout this entire movie that she references quite often in conversations and kind of guiding her to do the right thing. And he's, you know, spouting out his wisdom when he's with her as well. Um, But she lets us know that change doesn't always come easy. And she had some lessons to learn this year. And she has a big year ahead of her. Like, looking at this whole movie and everything that happens to her, like, she wasn't wrong. Totally. This
0: movie... I had a hard time, like, keeping track of, like, the timelines because so much happened in it Mm -hmm. that I was like, wait, is this, like, the same year? Like, like, what is going on? (laughs) Even though they do do a pretty good job of, like, trying to, like, you know, sort of introduce, like, the seasons, but. Yeah, like, it's all over the place with action. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they, like, announce
2: the seasons and the year on the screen because it lines up so well with the books. Like, how it's, like, her birthday, the spring, like, and it just flows so well with the series.
3: Right? Totally.
1: So she is riding her horse and she comes home. And I think this was, like, really key to setting the scene with the audience like what she's going to be experiencing throughout and some of the struggles that she's going to face but she returns home from her ride and I think that the gender roles of the 1770s just smack her in the face like as soon as she gets off that horse like Nan confronts her her mother confronts her that women don't ride horses and that her place is to aspire to be a good housewife and we'll get into that And a bit more when she finds out about what is ahead for her with Miss Manderly. But it really just kind of sets the scene that that is in Felicity's future. That she has to think about becoming a gentlewoman now.
0: Yeah, I think that in more ways than just like what her family is like saying to her when she walks in. It's also like the fact that they're in the kitchen like actively Mm -hmm. like engaging in like women's coded work. I also find this opening scene very interesting because of the way that they sort of never really like fully acknowledge slavery in this movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. But like they do obviously have slaves, the Merrimans and like her grandfather, like they drop a few times throughout the movie owns a plantation and i feel like the movie tries to like kind of downplay it a little bit like because Mm -hmm. the merrimans are like middle class so they might have like help around the house but like felicity's mom is still doing like a lot of the like cooking and household chores they're like i would say upper middle class to middle class but yeah i just feel like because they aren't like the typical like maybe wealthy plantation owner type of depiction we are used to hearing throughout like history that the movie like kind of makes an effort to downplay it but like obviously like as adults now watching this movie we like can recognize it for what it is but i feel like they sort of were trying to like be as uncontroversial as possible even though it's like you know we we know what you're doing
2: I remember in the
0: books as well, um,
2: they kind of just refer to Rose. So Rose is the one that helps like at home with the mom in the kitchen and then Marcus in the store. And I think Mm -hmm. I remember in the books, they really framed it almost as if it's like, oh, these are just like their assistants in a sense. Like, I don't think they ever fully confront slavery in the books either, Mm, Um, which is interesting because it's like, I'm not really sure how they would have I mean they definitely could have but I almost wonder like how intentional that was on their part like were they trying to not portray the Merrimans in like a negative light or you know bringing that up or how they could have maybe handled it differently I wonder if they
1: did this today like how Mm -hmm. they would have acknowledged it for sure Mm -hmm. that is an interesting thought to consider how it would be represented today I think there there have just been like so many strides and changes since the 90s or Mm -hmm. maybe late 80s when this was originally conceptualized like how they were gonna tackle more difficult subjects it's pretty apparent watching this though that they are just not gonna go there you know I think there's like one scene where it's like quite evident that the grandfather owned slaves like mm-hmm. at his plantation but like other than that it's just not something that they're really going to address in this movie
2: it's interesting because i do feel like with felicity's personality uh, and what we see of her in the movie like you would think that she would mm-hmm. kind of be the kind of girl to speak up you know ask right. questions more say you know like oh like well, how come rose is always helping you in the kitchen like you know can she go to the store too or that kind of thing i feel like it could be brought up or confronted in Felicity kind of questioning her own Mm -hmm. role in the
1: family as well. Definitely. It seems like that would be fully in line with Felicity's personality.
0: Yeah. And I think like also in an effort to downplay the actual like realities of slavery during this time period and in Felicity's own life, they sort of like do it at the sacrifice of like the characterization because Mm -hmm. i feel like they have much more thorough of a characterization in the books than they did in this
1: movie i don't know that Mm -hmm. we even really get rose's name we barely like have anything from either rose or marcus in this movie but we first meet marcus and Ben and Elizabeth and Annabelle all in the next scene as they're (laughs) at the Merriman store and right off the bat Annabelle is coming in strong with being a snob about living in Williamsburg her family uh just moved in from England they are loyalists they support the king and immediately are just like looking down on everything that is taking place in williamsburg like she doesn't think that a ball will be as elegant as it was in england and she's just she's not giving anything a chance here you know
0: yeah she's very like i feel like in line with how she was in the books mm-hmm. um Definitely. and i thought the actress like actually did a really great job of portraying her right
1: I love, too, that, like, the accents are just, like, all over the place in this movie. Like,
2: (laughs) I think I remember seeing, so I remember watching all the the behind-the-scenes featurettes when I had this on DVD, almost just as much as I watched the movie itself. And I think the actress that played Annabelle is the only one that's actually British. Really? Yeah, she's, that's, like, actually her accent. I'm sure she exaggerated a little bit for the movie, but I think she's the only one that's British.
1: Interesting. I was going to say cuz
0: she does a a very good job with the accent and um you know Elizabeth kind of leaves a little <laughs> bit to be desired on the accent front. It's like just not very consistent. Like it doesn't sound like somebody who like confidently is pronouncing the words, but like I don't know many children besides Lindsay Lohan that are yeah. able to do a flawless British accent. So no.
3: No one do it like
0: Lindsay. Totally understand. Lindsay Lohan (laughs) is actually probably exactly who I picture when I picture Felicity.
2: Oh, I see that. You know what? I feel like if this movie had been made a little earlier, like if this had been made in like her parent trap era, 100% they would have cast her as Felicity. Like totally.
1: Right? I would have loved to have seen her try a period piece out. Seriously. But yeah, the accents... Were definitely interesting like felicity did not try to have any sort of british effect at all though her parents did her grandfather i think was born in england
3: mm-hmm. did it
2: seem yeah i think her mother's side of the family and her grandfather like they were british and like came from yeah. england mm. so like her mom kind of has a little bit of the british affect yeah, But I wonder, because I wonder if people who lived in the colonies, this is just, like, linguistics history, I wonder if, like, they would have had British accents or not. Right. Like, would Felicity realistically or, like, her dad, like, would they have actually had British accents? And I guess for the sake of the movie and, like, creating those two sides of, like, the patriots and the loyalists, like, they wanted to differentiate with the mm. accents, mm. maybe.
0: But I wonder how realistic that actually is. Such yeah. a good question. I want to definitely like do more research on that. I remember, and this might be totally a myth, but I remember like hearing somewhere that, um, like back in this time, British people actually talked more like Americans, but I could be totally Ooh. wrong. Oh, that's um, interesting. Or like rather with like less of a accent, probably not more like Americans because our tone also is very specific, <laughs> but, uh, I might be totally wrong about that, but I thought I like read that somewhere that the accents like weren't as different as they are now.
1: That is so interesting. Ooh, I would love to look into that a bit more. Um, yeah. so at the store, we also learned some key information that Jiggy Nye is beating his horse and, felicity just like absorbs this information and this is like a canon event for her that she like it clicks in that she needs to do something here she needs to do what's right so ben is actually going to be delivering a horse bit from the store to jiggy so he's on his way felicity chases after him and it's here We also learn the conversation of Felicity not wanting to wear her petticoats and wanting to wear breeches like Ben does. And you kind of start seeing her being a little bit of a rebel here. Yes, for sure. And then we get to see Penny for the first time, too. A lot happens in like the very beginning of this movie,
0: yeah they set up like every every single plot point like right? seems like in the first I, five minutes I think like part of them
2: trying to just stick so close to the books like there's just a lot happening like so quickly
1: right and we see like Penny like like being spooked by Jiggy and Jiggy says a line that I wrote down and I love it he goes I'll beat the fire out of ye <laughs>
0: Oh my god. Yeah. His accent's oh on
1: point. Right? And Jiggy gets like absolutely dragged by Penny, like literally. Like he's holding on to her, oh my god, what do you got? Like her rope?
2: Her lead? Like the lead?
1: Like the lead. The lead. I'm like horses are not on leashes but I don't know what the word is but yeah and then Felicity verbally drags him and right after he's like I'm I'm gonna shoot you for trespassing like he takes it to such an extreme level when like they're trying to like deliver something from the store and like they're just asking to like get paid for the item and he's like accusing them of trespassing
3: right
0: also I do think it's worth acknowledging that When they are like watching Penny for the first time, I think it's the scene where Felicity does like a whole little monologue about how Penny's like not like wild she's just like spirited and all this stuff and it's like so clearly a metaphor for yeah felicity that i just found it to be so funny the way that they did that they're definitely not <laughs> subtle with the
2: metaphor <laughs> we have to make sure that like the eight and up girls that like love the dolls like get the metaphors in the movie i guess <laughs> yeah right exactly oh it's also God. so cute like in that scene how ben is like so protective like i think that's the first time you really see their dynamic and he's so protective of felicity when jiggy and i is like threatening her and he like gets in front of her right
0: yeah all this is happening on her birthday
2: Such an eventful day.
0: That's what I mean by like the timelines in this movie. (laughs) Like, you know, when things are happening, but something so much happens in like the span of a day. Sometimes where I'm like, so is this the same day? Like, when did this happen?
2: Right. And she's an outfit repeater, as is typical of the time. She's always in her meat outfit. So it's also kind of tricky (laughs) to tell the days apart because she's always in her like lilac dress, which I know I liked how they used that meat outfit. And not Mm. like Felicity's original one, because that's the one that was on my doll when I
0: got her in like 2005. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite dresses. I feel like they had another dress that was like similar-ish to her Mm -hmm. original meat Mm -hmm. outfit. It was like a a little bit different, but I could tell that that's what they were trying to do. But the purple meat outfit is so gorgeous. I love it so much
1: absolutely stunning so then we get to her birthday dinner scene where we learn about why jiggy is the way jiggy is we learn his villain origin story here Mm -hmm. from uh, felicity's parents that he used to be great with horses who knew but his wife died unfortunately and then he started to drink
0: it's a sad turn of events for, for Jiggy and I. And you just know that they're planting this seed because it's going to come back around again at some point in the movie.
1: <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? But then like the conversation like abruptly changes to Felicity's birthday and talking about lighter-ish subjects that uh, Felicity has a surprise in store for her. But that surprise is that she's going to be attending class with Miss Manderly and learning to be a gentlewoman, which is much to her disappointment. But she'll be learning penmanship and dancing and serving tea and stitchery while at <laughs> these classes. <laughs> sounds
0: it like, like fun to me. But... <laughs> right?
1: Imagine like if that's all school was. Like, yes, sounds great to me too. And it sounded good to Nan. Oh, yeah. Nan seemed so hype.
2: And I feel like all of the Pinterest, like, coquette girlies would just eat that up nowadays.
1: Seriously. I want to go to Miss Manderly's school. It's funny how Felicity
2: was, like, she was almost assuming that she would go work in the store. I wonder if that was, like, would she seriously believe that? She was like, oh, am might have been an apprentice like that in the store. <laughs> Like, no, you know better, Felicity. I know. I'm like, girl, obviously not.
1: She had to truly keeping her fingers crossed, just in case. Seriously. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then Felicity's mom talks about how important serving tea is, that you could really tell somebody's manners by how they serve tea. And that her mother could impress the King of England serving him tea. And Ben, like, this is the first time (laughs) we see like politics being brought up. And Ben is like, I wouldn't want to serve the King. And grandpa is pissed. Like, this is the worst thing that you could possibly say. He's a loyalist. And this is not the first time that it gets a little tricky when politics are brought up between family, between friends, Uh, probably this entire town you know has to take sides so yeah this is kind of the first time we're seeing this great divide between uh, Ben and some of the Merrimans and the grandfather
2: I think Ben has the most iconic line when he's like I don't see would want the king at their tea table like that (laughs) just made me fall in love with him as like a child because I was like wow he's so cool and rebellious
3: right
0: Yes, oh my god. Also, like, I do find the subtle references to like real historical events to be enjoyable. Like, I don't remember if it's this scene at the dinner table or a different one where they're like, yeah, just like they did with that tea in Boston, they dumped it right. into the
3: yeah. harbor.
0: And I'm like, oh, haha, like real historical event just dropped right in there. But, um, you know, enjoyed those little nods that were happening totally
1: yeah i feel like that's such a good frame of reference too for kids learning about that in school and kind of tying those moments together but i feel like that was that was an interesting scene and i wonder like what the vibe was back then between patriots and loyalists like could they be friends like we see elizabeth and felicity eventually are in the movie but like in real life is that such a great divide that it would be something that you couldn't get over like I'm curious what that was like
2: I think it's interesting to think about how like the world of the movie and like that whole issue and then today because I think it's obviously was still relevant back then when the movie came out but I think today like now more than ever Mm -hmm. that is so relevant because that's something that people deal with so much with people having friends with different political views than you um and i almost feel like the movie like couldn't have even predicted how prevalent that would become and like how stratified society is now so it is interesting seeing how like yes felicity and elizabeth you know they kind of look past their differences and become friends but it's not without challenges and they both kind of have to make concessions sometimes and put their friendship first but both of them kind of keep their beliefs throughout Mm -hmm. the book which I like like they don't show Felicity changing her beliefs to fit in with Elizabeth and they don't show Elizabeth
0: altering her beliefs either right right yeah they they like definitely like I think send the message like by the end of it that they're compartmentalizing um the political part of their like existences with their friendship which Mm -hmm. like I think you know, like you're saying is so relatable for so many people with their friends and family, like everything about the like dinner table discussion to like navigating those political differences with friends feels very timely for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, I feel like that could be anyone's Thanksgiving table when you have like the one relative that has like one super extreme view and the other one that has like the polar opposite view and they're going to inevitably argue and then it, it all turns out fine. But there are those moments of tension.
0: Right. Definitely. And they still, and like, also to your point, like, you know, they still love their grandfather, even though, you know, he's a little bit more on the loyalist side than their father. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely like sending a universal message for sure. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Thanks for that lesson, Felicity. (laughs) (laughs) So then we see her at her first day of lessons with Miss Manderley. And lo and behold, Annabelle and Elizabeth are also in attendance. And the first day, they are learning all about tea and how to politely accept and decline tea. And this is where we get that iconic line, which I feel like has been ingrained in my head since I was seven of I shall take no tea.
0: <laughs> yes. So iconic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love I love the scenes with Miss Manderley. Like, again, I would love to be like in these classes. Yeah. Um, And then on the walk home, Felicity shows Elizabeth Penny and Felicity has it in her mind that she could tame her and Penny is tied up again. She is going wild and Jiggy comes out. The girls run away before he causes a scene. Thankfully, like, I feel like it's kind of like surprising that Jiggy like always catches Felicity when she's out, like he always just knows like he doesn't have a ring camera or anything like is he just sitting by the door like waiting for a trespasser to come by how does he know i don't know
0: i i I think he keeps odd hours as a like (laughs) as a man you know going through a tough time but (laughs) <laughs> I find it interesting that he, like, catches her, like, not once but twice, like, again, in, like, the very first parts of the movie. <laughs> but then, like, you know, later on we see her going early in the morning, like, late at night, yes. and he never catches her. <laughs> and she's spending, like, an hour there. Right?
1: Seriously. It's so <laughs> funny. And so from what I gather, later that night – possibly. This is the first time that Felicity sneaks out of her house to see Penny and she's wearing like her big gown, climbing fences. Uh, It must be quite hard to climb over that fence in the dress that she is wearing, but she makes it work and starts building trust with Penny, giving her an apple and here, I think Jiggy does realize that someone's outside and he tries to catch her or like, I don't think he does, but um, he, she trips. It's very horror
0: movie-esque when she's like tripping and falling and she's yeah. like right
1: there. Right. <laughs> I used captions on the YouTube video I was watching, which were auto-generated and like didn't really add like a line with what was being said. So instead of saying like, get back here, you little trespasser, it said, Um, your little chess master (laughs) gave it a new spin That's funny (laughs) like imagine being chased by a scary man calling you a chess master
2: the subplot where felicity's a
0: world champion chess player secretly (laughs) oh my gosh yeah but he does catch her this time but I don't think, I think then afterwards, we sort of have the montage of her going Mm -hmm. back. He never catches her again, which is kind of insane.
1: (laughs) Seriously. And then Felicity has a heart to heart the next day about horses with her grandfather. And later that evening, the family is like gathered in conversation. Um, And Grandpa... How come grandfather? Grandpa is probably not the right term. Um, grandfather, um, it's known, it's well known that Felicity's grandfather is a loyalist, but it was at this moment that Mr. Merriman let the grandfather know that his store is no longer carrying tea. And, and- that's the tea on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like Ben says the king's taxation is unfair, and the grandfather is just like, shut the fuck up. Like I like he (laughs) that was his big like outburst yeah I feel
2: like this is this is kind of where we see like how heated things can get like I think at the dinner scene we kind of saw a glimpse of it
3: Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's
2: like even more intense in this scene and we really see like the sides that everyone is on and I think we also see how Felicity kind of like gets worried, and she, you know, isn't sure. Like, well, is he angry at me? Like, why is grandfather mm-hmm. so angry? And then that's when her mom kind of like plants that seed again, and like tells her about, oh, you know, he still loves us. Like, he still loves your father. Um, it's just like they disagree on on this key issue.
1: Absolutely, and like, that really is so relevant to today. But that grandfather is just so angry. Like he's saying like, this is treason. Do you hear? Like he is like really intense and passionate. I would love a little bit more backstory into like all of these characters, but especially getting to learn a little bit more about the grandfather. So then we see Felicity sneaking out once again, back to Penny. Um, And then the next scene there, the girls are back at Miss Manderly's sewing their samplers have either of you ever like embroidered before
0: when I was very young I did like a little like made for kids one with my mom but I don't think we finished it because it was a lot of work
2: (laughs) when I was in my felicity era I would I would sit there in my felicity dress and pretend I was in lessons and do a little sampler
1: moment oh my god gab that is so (laughs) cute Laura, your friend made such an incredible Samantha sampler. Was that yes. Shannon?
0: Yes, she did. My friend Shannon last year for my birthday gave me a like uh, little cross-stitch sampler that said, I'm a Samantha. And she actually made the pattern <laughs> herself, too, because she like sourced a couple elements from different places and then like Samanthified it. But um, it was so cute. It, it made me kind of want to get into it again as a hobby.
1: Right?
2: It's One of my sad. friends just got into it and she has like cute little like Eloise at the Plaza ones, like American Girl ones. It's so cute. It, it's making me want to get back into it too.
1: Oh my oh. goodness. Love yeah. That. I have like attempted to embroider, but it is not a skill that comes easily to me. Like long story short, a family heirloom that I carried um, on my wedding day with the initials and wedding dates of all the women in my family, uh, dating back a couple generations was lost, um, on my wedding night and I wanted to recreate it. And I found like a similar handkerchief on Etsy that I was going to then like just re-embroider the initials and dates of the women in my family on, but I tried to do it. Like I bought the hoop. I bought all like the materials. And even though it was more or less like straight lines for a lot of the initials it was still so challenging like I outsourced it I like found someone on Etsy to do the embroidery too I was like I just can't do this right
2: it (laughs) takes like a lot of patience I feel and that's why I think it's so just not up Felicity's alley like she did not want to be there trying to do her little embroidery when she could be riding Penny
1: Seriously, if you had to choose like one activity that they do at Miss Manderley's, so embroidery, dancing, penmanship, or tea serving, which would you all want to do?
2: Um, I would want to walk there with Ben.
1: (laughs) Option D. (laughs) Um,
0: Wow, that's a great one. Agreed. I also feel like the dancing would be up my alley.
2: I'd probably go for the tea because I love hosting little tea parties now. So yeah. I think it would be, it would be cute. Except for when Felicity said that she should, I shall take no tea. I would also say, I shall take no tea. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I just wonder if after that happened on the walk home, she told Ben and she was like, guess what I did? You'll, you're going to be so proud of me. Right. Uh, so that I wouldn't drink tea at lessons today. Like, are you impressed with me? <laughs> and he would be like, you're 10, sit down yes literally
1: (laughs) seriously like heavy sway for being a patriot Ben um (laughs) I think I would prefer the dancing as well like I really love like an organized dance moment I took ballroom dance in college for a semester and it was really fun to learn like the different like styles um I love line dancing. I love like square dancing when I had to do it in gym class. Did y'all have to do that too?
0: Square dancing? I, I, it's one of those like Mandela effect things where I can't remember if I did it or if I've just seen so many memes about it
3: <laughs> on the internet and like
0: how they like made us square dance in gym class instead of like learning about taxes. Oh <laughs> so my God. we,
2: we didn't do like learning square dancing or those kinds of dances at school. But I actually, I went to Williamsburg like when I was in first grade because I wanted to see where they filmed the movie, all of that. Um, I wore my Felicity dresses, of course. And I wore like my replica of her blue ball gown to basically like a dance lesson. It was really cool. It wasn't like the Miss Manderly lessons. It was more of like the ball and they had it at one of the historical buildings in Williamsburg. And like we were learning the minuet. Um, and I think I did more watching because I was so little and (laughs) most everyone there was older than me but it was so cool to kind of feel like I was almost in the movie and like seeing those dances again but they looked so fun to do I think I definitely prefer that over like going to the club and dancing like we do now
1: right totally imagine going to a ball right
2: much prefer that over like the bars
1: right bring back balls that did not sound right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So we get back to Miss as Annabelle continues to be an Annabelle. She is really being a snob, doesn't think that anything could be nice in Virginia. The balls won't live up to her standards. And we see at the end the girls coming up with a nickname for Annabelle, which was Banana Bell, in response to. Annabelle calling Elizabeth Bitsy, which I always remembered very strongly from the book series and also the Felicity theater kit that I had. Like that was like a big sticking point in it.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. I don't think I remembered Bitsy at all from the books, but I kind of think that's a really cute nickname. (laughs) It's so cute. I just met a
1: Bitsy last week.
0: I have a Bitsy in my family
1: cute yeah is her full name elizabeth
0: oh yeah that's
1: adorable i
0: know um but yeah and i love the way that uh the girl who plays elizabeth in her like british accent says banana bell i just feel like that's that's worth noting (laughs) um she got the pronunciation perfectly on that one
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so cute i love that banana bell um and then we cut to a scene where felicity is with her mother who's folding up laundry or has laundry in a basket and again to
0: prove that she is not like wealthy enough for us to like resent their wealth like
1: right
2: yeah i did find that interesting because like she's getting invited to like the preeminent ball on williamsburg and all this but i guess i mean i guess she's like upper middle class I it makes me wonder about like the class structure in colonial Mm. Williamsburg because they're not nobility but you know she's going to lessons and but her mom's still doing housework
0: right I wonder if in the backstory there would be anything about like if like Felicity's mom ostensibly what it seems like grew up pretty wealthy because the Mm -hmm. grandfather is wealthy but then her father seems more like middle class and you know right maybe we could even say like working class because he you know owns his own business and whatnot um so i wonder if felicity's mother you know in the canon had to like learn how to do housework like later on because she probably wouldn't have been doing until she was married
2: <laughs> we need the prequel we need the prequel film of felicity's parents and like when the grandfather came over from England with Felicity's mom, like as his daughter and like how they met, I think that would be such a good movie. Right.
0: Yes, there's, there's so much like lore that they hint at there. So it would be great to get the full, t- you know, the full backstory. The tea.
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. And Gab, we talked about this on your last episode, but maybe you're the one to write it.
2: yes that would honestly be so much fun to tackle like american girl expanded universe like you know how with star wars they have like all the star wars novels for like the whole like all the lore Mm -hmm. they need that for american girl like we need like all the all the eras like all of that well because this is you guys might want to you might want to cut this or maybe not um but with the girl of the year that they announced, like her gymnastics coach in her book is McKenna, the girl of the year from 2012. So, like, I right. think they're dipping their toe into some expanded universe stuff.
1: I love That's that so they interesting. did
2: that. Yeah.
1: Like, tying it together. And even like Courtney having a Molly doll. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun to see like these little tie ins. Yeah. So Felicity sees her mother with the laundry, she sees Ben's breeches, and she gets another idea in her mind to steal those. And honestly, good for her. Like, this is really going to help her, like, climb over those fences, be able to run a bit easier. Like, I can't imagine that she's doing all of this in her heavy dresses, On this visit, this is the first time that Felicity is able to ride Penny. Like she has built her trust up. She has really connected with Penny. And Felicity is actually able to ride her this time. And then we see Ben catches Felicity wearing his breeches, which is quite shocking to him to see a woman in pants. And I can't, I didn't write this down, but it's like in my memory, even though I just watched this, does she say like, it's not what you think or like, it's not what you, yeah,
2: she said, it's not what it's, it's not what this, it looks like. And then Ben says something it's like oh like i would hope not or something like that but i was just like what i honestly wasn't
0: sure what she what else would look like Like, i know everybody (laughs) who watches this movie because they talked about this on dolls of our lives too everybody that watches this movie is like what is with that line it's so (laughs) odd and like his reaction is our reaction yeah i feel like he says something like I don't even know what it looks like or so like something like that's very funny after that. Like 20...
1: <laughs> he's like, yeah.
0: Cause he's like, he's like, what would it look like? Like, what are you talking about?
1: Right.
2: Oh, yeah. Felicity.
1: Like, yeah. what are you getting on here, girl? So I think this is the same part, but Felicity and Ben are together and they see Jiggy yelling at Penny calling her a worthless nag that anyone could have and felicity again like takes us to heart like he's like whoever could like ride you or tame you could have you or like he says something like to no one
3: it's, to no bed. it's felicity's
1: so specific like, <laughs> right <He> goes,
2: it's, <laughs> it's yeah it is, it's so specific he's like i'll give you to anyone that could ride you and felicity's like light bulb like oh my god it's me
0: Right. Like, he might as well have said, like, I'll give you to any 10 year old girl with red hair who can ride you. Like, it's just like, so specific. And it's so odd. Like, what they're proposing is that he was just saying that, like, in a heat of anger. Right. I never have I done anything like that in my life <laughs> like he's just and then she just happens to overhear word for word right exactly and then and, <laughs> and just Ben and
2: she has Ben to back her up on that too right. yes later on yeah <laughs> totally
1: oh my god but like where was Ben like later on when Jiggy comes back for the horse like he was he was post-site. there he was like he was. Yeah, cuz then I missed this.
2: Yeah, he like stands up for her. He's like, "Yes, yes, you did. I heard you." When Jiggy and I was like, "I never said that." <laughs> I totally yes. missed that.
1: Thank <laughs> ben, you. Ben Ben was there with the receipts. He had the receipts. Oh my god, that is so funny. Um all right. So, then we get back into the shop and Mr. Merriman shop. And this is kind of when the tides are starting to turn with Annabelle and Elizabeth. You're starting to see hints of it. When Annabelle says they won't shop at Mr. Merriman's store because he is a patriot. He is not selling tea anymore. I'm like, how many
0: stores were there? That
1: must have been a huge inconvenience, actually.
3: Because
0: I'm sure there weren't more than like a few stores like that in the colonies so just
3: throwing it out there
0: in the
2: in the like felicity's world book that they had that's like the historical context for like the doll um i think that that store was like the general store in town so like i do wonder if there were even like other shops because i mean if you think about it like people were buying like fabric at the store the horse bit tea like they really had everything
3: true
1: so true it's like when people like get all up in arms about like target having pride merch yeah and then like two months later they're like back at target or like less than that like right (laughs) because it's like here again but it's like where
0: are you gonna go then yeah like where are you gonna go and that's exactly what i would say to Annabelle and Elizabeth's family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But there is a cute scene, I think, where Felicity says she's not sure yet if she's a loyalist or a patriot. She has to decide still. And Mrs. Merriman looks on and is very proud of Felicity for wanting to figure that out for herself.
0: Which is surprising, honestly. I mean, I I think that the Mrs. Merriman character is not like so black and white and like her views like women should do this and men should do this but she kind of is like a consistent like scolding kind of correcting <laughs> voice to felicity so the fact that they portray her as being like excited about that is kind yeah. of interesting i think it makes her more likable for sure
2: yeah i think it's just a it's a good message to relay to the girls watching the movie I and mean, i remember being really young and watching this movie and i feel like there's a big just idea of oh like you have to have your parents political views so I think like a young girl watching that would see that and say like oh like wait like I can decide for myself I don't have to just believe something because it's my mom's beliefs or my dad's beliefs like I can form my own opinions about issues even though I'm young like Felicity right
0: so true
1: very true and now Felicity shows up with Penny Gab do you want to explain (laughs) this scene for us yeah, this scene.
2: I feel like I saw the scene when I was young, and I was like, "Wow, you can do whatever you want." Because Felicity <laughs> was just a little unhinged here. Yeah, um, like yes, she had reason for it, but if we look at this like out of the context of like, oh, it's Felicity. Like she committed a crime. Like she stole a horse. <laughs> that's like the that's like the
0: seventeen seventy four equivalent of like Grand Theft Auto.
2: And she was 10.
0: (laughs) Yes. I thought the same thing when I was watching. I was like, this is like stealing a car. Right.
2: Felicity just rolls up to her house in the morning. And she's like, come out, everyone. And there she is just riding Penny. And her father comes out. Her mother comes out. Her siblings. Ben is there, of course. Um, And she's kind of explaining that it's Jiggy Nye's horse. And that she has been going every morning gaining Penny's trust, and that basically saying, like, it's her horse now. Um, Jiggy Nye shows up and obviously wants his horse back, um, accuses her of stealing, yells horrible things at this 10-year-old girl. And Felicity's dad, her parents actually, I have to say, like, they weren't as angry with her as you would think. Um, And her dad actually offers, like, just right off the bat to, like, buy Penny from Jiggy Nye after that whole exchange. Um, Because Felicity says, oh, well, I heard him say that he'd give her to anybody that could ride her. And Jiggy and I says, no, I didn't. And then Ben is there with the receipts and says, (laughs) yes, you did. I heard you. And then it's escalating. So that's when Felicity's dad offers to buy Penny from Jiggy and I basically says, like, name your price. Um, Jiggy and I refuses. And it's like this really emotional scene where Felicity's dad has to, like, pry her off of Penny because she's just holding on to her because she knows that. Jiggy Knight is going to like keep on abusing Penny. Um, Felicity runs past them into the barn, and Jiggy Nye takes Penny, and she's just really upset because she thinks she's never gonna see her again. And I think her father then goes in after her and like they sit and like he has like a heartfelt conversation with her about the whole situation.
0: Yes, that was such a sweet little moment between the two of them, I thought. And I agree with you in your like initial characterization that it's surprising that her parents weren't more mad. I mean, they definitely were like, what's the meaning of this? And I think at one point she even says to her mother, like, well, I would have asked you, but
1: I knew the answer was going to be no. (laughs) Seriously. And for as upset as Felicity is. She also has a plan. If she can't have Penny, nobody can. Yes. Interesting plan. <laughs> <laughs> Least of all, Jiggy Nye. <laughs> oh my I
3: god. I know.
0: I don't know where Felicity thought, because obviously in like a following scene, we see her free the horse from <laughs> Jiggy Nye's property. And I want to understand more about what she actually thought was going to happen when she freed a horse in Williamsburg because it's not like Williamsburg is for all intents and purposes a city and like there's not wild horses I don't think at, in Virginia at this time so like where was Penny gonna go
1: right and a spoiler alert she ends up on her grandfather's plantation somehow like I'm somehow so really
2: yeah
3: by like how where was happened. she <laughs>
2: I think I will probably get into that, like, more a little bit later. But I remember at first, when I first watched this movie, like, I always thought that it was kind of a coincidence. And it was like, oh, like, the horse, like, Penny just happens to be one of the horses that they're looking at. But then I think there's a line that her grandfather says that kind of makes it seem like he was trying to find her and, like, find all the copper-colored mares like in Virginia Mm -hmm. and buy Penny for her but yeah I think that whole little saga of how she releases Penny into the into the quote-unquote wild and then finds her again like that's such a like American girl magic moment like it's very much just not realistic at all but it's (laughs) so heartwarming that we're just willing to look past that and like suspend disbelief that that would ever happen just like the fact that like jiggy nye doesn't like shoot her on sight when he catches her like it's just nice heartwarming moments that might not be historically (laughs) accurate but like it's nice and that's what makes american girl like american girl exactly
1: (laughs) and one thing we do know while penny is uh free is that she gets pregnant
2: she took her freedom very seriously (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh my goodness so I think before that Felicity has her lesson standing up for herself saying that she shall take no tea was one of those moments that she was kind of claiming her independence and building her confidence I wish they would go into it a bit more about like what a patriot is and what a loyalist like what they believe
2: I think the most that they kind of get into it is when they're walking Ben and Felicity are walking Back from the lessons and they see the militia not the word is not rehearsing that's the theater coming out but <laughs> let's just go with that she, they see them rehearsing and Ben's talking about how he wants to join up and Felicity says grandfather says nothing is worth going to war over and Ben says the ability to govern ourselves is and I feel like that's kind of what they just keep on going to as far as explaining the conflict it's just mm-hmm. kind of like oh like the Patriots don't want the king and the loyalists do want the king. And of course there were like way more nuanced issues going on with it. But um, I guess that's kind of what they boil it down to. I would love to
1: hear from Annabelle and Elizabeth on what that means to them, like their family's influence. One thing I really wish that they had explained or covered more, and
2: I don't think they even talk about this in the books as much, but I wonder why Elizabeth's family moved from London to Williamsburg in the first place.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
0: they never really discuss what brought them there. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. Or or even what brought, you know, Felicity's grandfather over to England would I mean over from England would be very interesting. But I feel like that would have helped also further with the historical context too, if we knew like mm-hmm. why the Coles left England at the time.
1: Because definitely,
0: Annabelle, Annabelle does not want to be there, right? <laughs> she did not want to switch high schools, apparently.
3: <laughs>
1: For real. So then we're spending the summer at grandfather's, and I really love. The relationship between grandfather and felicity i think it's really special how they bond together which we've seen throughout the entire movie but him buying these copper horses in hopes to find penny for her really speaks volumes about how much he loves felicity and i love the line where felicity asks if she could ride penny and he responds in like the most heartful like soulful way and he's just like to your soul's content, my child. Like <laughs> he put so much meaning behind that. He was a great actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
0: that was a real moment for sure. <laughs> I just love this whole
2: section of the movie. I guess this would be like Felicity saves the day mm-hmm. Um, for, uh, for which book it is. And I love it. I feel like it really is kind of what makes the book like an American girl adventure is like this whole stretch of her at grandfather's plantation over the summer and we really kind of see her come into her own
1: yeah in this
2: section of the movie
1: totally there's a lot of growth here um a letter arrives from Felicity's dad. He's joining them later. Right.
2: Because he had to stay longer because Ben is missing. Because they find out that Ben is missing. Like, right. right. And it has like the notice. The like, newspaper from the clipping. Yeah. They left. And then he had to stay. The dad had to stay longer because like they discovered that Ben was missing like that day. Like when they were supposed right. to leave. Mm -hmm. so then he stayed longer they left and then he sends them back because i guess they were i wonder how long like how many days ben was gone for
0: but it seemed like it had been a little while if they already had that like printed in the newspaper right and they were so mad like they were like Mm -hmm. oh he abandoned us like i would imagine it was like
1: at least a week or more right even nan was pissed Man, Man was like, like
0: I was savage. Hate <laughs> Yeah, that was savage. Right? She was brutal. No oh more. So
1: <laughs> but Felicity gave him the benefit of the doubt, and she was saying like, there must be a reason. And the grandfather like shut that down. Like, there's never a reason to break a contract. And I think that was one of the things that really stuck in Felicity's mind. Everyone's really up in arms about this.
2: Felicity was definitely trying to like give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, no, it's probably just like, you know,
0: this or that. And Nana's just like, if he wanted to, he would. Right. (laughs) Right. It's kind of crazy also how the grandfather is speaking about Ben as if he's an adult. Like, it's like this is a 14 or 15 year old boy we're talking
1: about here. Right. And then (laughs) sending bounty hunters out for him. But like, seriously, Ben is on property. Yes, that was. So he leaves Felicity
0: a note with the crudest drawn map I've ever seen on it. It's literally like a badly drawn house and then like a line to
2: an area. Like all it does is like show that like, okay, he's somewhere in the woods. Like he
0: cannot like, be more vague. (laughs) yeah it's so (laughs) brutal and then she gets there with food he asked her to bring food and he's hiding out with an injured leg in the woods but I guess my question is like what was his end game because he didn't seem to go very far (laughs) I feel like this
2: this scene this whole scene of them in the woods it's like so book talk coded like I feel like now like the book talk girlies would just eat this up because it's like she's like helping him with his like injury and he's like trying to like be nice to her and she's like don't make me forget how mad I am at you it's like so (laughs) iconic
0: it's so flirty honestly
2: it's (laughs) funny because I feel like in the movie like they really made them seem a little bit older than they are like in the book I don't think I got that much of that dynamic between Felicity and Ben but in the movie it's like well if they were a little older she doesn't seem 10 in the movie You know like i know she's supposed Mm -hmm. to be 10 years old but i feel like she seems a little older like maybe 12.
1: Um, yes these are some big themes but we hear like this like pretty intense talk between felicity and ben like she's kind of imparting wisdom that she's heard from her grandfather on the importance of keeping promises and contracts and ben ends up turning himself in
0: yeah, and she does not have to, like, work that hard to convince him <laughs> to do that either. Well,
2: because that whole, so when they were in the woods, he was just wanting to, like, go and, like, run. And she's like, you can't run. And then the whole dramatic scene where they ride back to the house, to the stables. Um, and I guess he was planning on leaving, like, after nightfall, he said. And then he surprises them by just showing up in the parlor when they were sitting there. And kind of making this really grand entrance and speech about how Felicity convinced him to stay.
0: Right.
3: And
0: at that moment, I don't remember quite clearly, but does the grandfather soften up a little bit after that? I feel like
2: if anything, like it kind of seemed like it stressed him, like that whole situation, like stressed him out, like the grandfather. Because I I don't know if we're going to, you know, spoiler alert, get to this yet, but... I hadn't remembered how soon after that whole situation, like, then her grandfather passes away. Mm
3: -hmm. So I was, like, in hindsight,
2: it kind of seems like that, like, I don't know, his blood pressure must have, like, skyrocketed or something. (laughs) Because that was, like, I feel like he seems super stressed about that situation.
0: That's true. And the mother is always making comments to the grandfather about, like, how he needs to like take better care of himself Mm -hmm. um so that's true for some reason i was thinking like maybe after like he said but i think it's more that the grandfather was very like proud of felicity like that she like took his advice um and you know just further shows the really sweet bond they have throughout the movie but i definitely think I, i wonder like if that was typical for the time because like I don't know. I don't always imagine like a grandparent dynamic being like loving during that time because, you know, even like parent-child relationships were kind of fraught during that time. So I wonder like if people were having like close relationships with their grandparents dur- in like colonial days or if like distance and like early like illness and like death mm-hmm. like maybe a lot of people didn't have their grandparents.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's a very like modern family dynamic that is present with felicity's family and i guess a lot of the american girl characters and movies do this to kind of make it more relatable to girls today Mm -hmm. because it does kind of seem like a very modern setup with like oh we're spending the summer at grandfather's and i don't know if that was like super common then Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it's that it's so sweet in that scene how like he is so proud of her and they do and even felicity like emphasizes like oh well it was like your advice that like i told ben and like that's why he really stayed Right. Right.
1: Exactly. Definitely. And then we see that grandfather dies. We're at his funeral.
0: Left a note that said, not grandfather's abrupt death, because it right? is rather abrupt. <laughs> that was so abrupt. I remember like that was just like such a shock. Like
2: watching the movie like for the first time when you're little and like all of a sudden that happens, which I guess is important that they even had it like that. Cause I'm sure it helps a lot of like younger girls that maybe like lose grandparents. And then it kind of maybe helps them cope and contextualize and kind of learn about what it's like, like seeing it in the movie. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely like a surprise um, if you hadn't read the book and you didn't know.
1: Right. Yeah. I saw some like low star reviews about this movie, like saying that it tackles too many adult themes, like for an American girl. (laughs) That's like the whole
2: brand though. Like that's what they're supposed to
1: do. Honestly, (laughs) like have you read any of these books or like do you know anything about these characters like they think it, there's a lot of like death and violence in this particular movie but yeah rip grandfather it's quite sad and truly yeah you know and then we have that heartwarming scene where felicity's mother you know speaks to her um girl's about you know keeping your loved ones in your heart and then upon their return, Felicity sees Elizabeth, who is quite icy to her now. Yes, yeah. she is not happy
0: with Felicity anymore.
2: There is no. definitely, like,
0: a really big tone
2: shift, I think, that starts, like, with Grandfather's Death, and then mm-hmm. I guess this is where we get into, like, the changes for Felicity book, which I feel like out of all the series, like, that's always the book with, like, the heaviest topics, it's, like, the darkest, like, dealing with the most... Um, like the darker themes and the more difficult topics so I guess like you can kind of almost sense that like they did a really good job of capturing that when they come back into town and it's cold it's winter you know Mm -hmm. she sees Elizabeth they're in their cloaks and yeah Elizabeth is super icy to Felicity and we just kind of see this very somber tone.
1: Right there's such a mood shift there and Elizabeth lets Felicity know that her father is now in jail. And Felicity kind of like does what Felicity does and like springs into action with a plan. because She basically
0: is like, my dad has connections.
1: My d- yeah, Right. Her, da- her dad <laughs> has connections, but like her dad's also a patriot and those are patriot connections. But I'm also kind of like, what did Elizabeth's father do? Like Elizabeth yeah. says like he's a loyalist, but
2: Well, in the book, I think they get into this a little bit more in the book, but he was like in prison just for being a loyalist because this was a time when like they were like capturing just like loyalists and putting them for treason in in prison. Yeah, I, I think I remember it being like a little darker in the book, actually, with like they get into it but
1: interesting
2: yeah but I don't think he he didn't commit like a crime or anything specific he didn't steal anyone's horse like Felicity did (laughs) Um,
1: oh my god seriously but like Felicity's like automatically like my dad won't stand for injustice like no matter what it is so it's I guess Felicity definitely read the situation correctly because in the next scene we see them going to the jail which is
0: odd like why is she going like,
1: where a do child you draw the line? In jail. <laughs> right. Exactly. A lot.
2: I feel like a lot of like instances throughout the movie, like whether she's like sneaking off to like Jiggy Nye's field or like going to the prison by herself, like a, I don't think a 10 year old girl would just be like gallivanting around the prison. <laughs> like, I don't think that would fly back then.
1: Right. No. So we see Felicity and her dad in this prison trying to help Mr. Cole, but Felicity also sees a familiar face in a jail cell looking a little pitiful. She sure does.
0: She sees Jiggy Nye in that jail cell and (laughs) she feels some pity for him.
1: Grandfather had said something earlier in the film, like when he yelled at, I think it was Ben or maybe it was Mr. Merriman, but he apologized saying like, those words weren't like from my heart. I was angry. Like, don't, you know, take them as something that it's not and Felicity's coming to this realization that perhaps his heart is good and the words he says are in anger which we see eventually is true.
0: I love that her dad made it a moment where instead of being like yes felicity like you're 100 percent right like we shouldn't like you know judge him for past mistakes or whatever he sort of makes it more about like how impressed he is with her
3: <laughs> like
0: he's he's just like i am so proud of you that you would like feel that way and it's like cool but like What's, like, the game plan? Like, are we going to help Jiggy Nye? Like, right. the dad just, like, really focuses on how proud he is of her instead of, like, actually validating, like, anything she says and being like, yeah, we should, you know,
1: probably step in here. <laughs> Seriously. But Felicity then, like, gets into the jail again. She and- steps in herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she even, like,
0: sasses the guard a little bit.
3: Right. Oh, yeah.
2: Because he was going to take the basket and just like deliver it myself. And she was like, I would like to deliver it to him. And they were like, okay. And they brought her into the jail cell. <laughs> she was like, I feel like Felicity, like, she was kind of making a point. I think, like, like, yes, she's doing this altruistic gesture, but she's also like, he needs to see me do this right. good deed for him. He needs to know that, like, that it was me. Him. Like, yeah. I'm being the better person here. Like, right. You know, she wanted to make sure that, that came through.
1: We need an offshoot book jiggy nye learns a lesson and we'll hear this from his perspective (laughs) so true (laughs) jiggy learns a lesson (laughs) this name is so ridiculous too like like is that so funny
2: i mean it's what's his real first name like is this like jiggy nye i feel like he's like (laughs) the long lost like ancestor of bill nye the science guy like his evil twin from like another
3: life
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
3: Seriously. I know, and
0: every time I think Jiggy, I can only think of Lisa Vanderpump's dog, Jiggy. Uh, R A P. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know where Jiggy Nye comes from, but it seems like he's Scottish, or like based on his accent. (laughs) No, like I'm dead serious. I want to say that like, maybe that's in the book, too. Like, because there were Scottish people in the Americas at this time, if Outlander tells us anything.
2: This is why we need the expanded universe books. We need the prequels. We need the Jiggy Nye like saga and what how he was in Scotland and I
1: want to know about his experience. Yeah, right. So then we see Elizabeth and Felicity make up; they're friends again. And then Felicity gets an invitation, and it's an invite to Lady Templeton's ball. And Nan could not be more excited. Like. I love Nan in like every little line that she has.
0: Yes, Nan is loving it. Felicity is also wearing her chore. I think it's her like chore dress that we, I'm surprised we got to see this. It's like the one with like the red sort of apron on the front of it. Maybe it's not her chore dress, but it definitely was available
2: at one point. It looks really similar to, well, because I had her like tea, or not her tea dress, No, it was her birthday dress, I think. That was the doll's dress or the spring dress. And it's pink and it has like that same style apron on it. I don't know. But it's cute. It reminds me of Beauty and the Beast.
0: It's kind of like Belle's Village outfit. That's what it reminded me of. That it's it is very similar to that. The whole scene is very fairy tale-esque, actually, the way that like she's sort of like in the kitchen doing chores and someone comes Mm -hmm. to the door to invite her to a ball. Like very like Cinderella almost. It's
2: interesting because she's like excited about the invitation. And I feel like Felicity in the opening scene, when she didn't even want to go to lessons and thought it was ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she wouldn't have been excited to get an invite to the ball, but at the same time, like we see Felicity kind of grow into like Patriot Felicity and take sides in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But then she's also excited about going to the ball. So I think she's realizing that she doesn't have to be, one or the other like she can be a tomboy and she can also be excited about going to this Christmas Eve ball
0: for sure yes yes agreed and I think like I don't recall a hundred percent if Ben gives her as hard of a time about it in the movie but in the book i feel like he's pretty like in the book he does vicious yeah. with her about like going to this ball because it's technically in the book it's being um put on by loyalists so it's right. a little more controversial
1: right definitely
0: i feel like at this point in the movie they were kind of
2: using the ball it's like oh and nice this is like that american girl magic coming in like they kind of just made it more of a positive thing but i do remember in the books like it was a source of tension like going to the ball or not and that wasn't really brought up as much in the movie at all.
1: Right. Right. Interesting. So, then we see the dancing scenes at Miss Manverley's that are quite complex. They're learning the minuet. They are doing some really like fancy little moves. Like it's quite fun to watch, like mm. but they're gearing up for the ball and then Felicity at home um, gets a surprise from her mother and of course we see the blue taffeta fabric like to make her gown but we all know that Mrs. Merriman is not feeling well and it's kind of the question of if she's going to finish the gown in time.
0: Right. I find it, well, I guess this is interesting because this is not how it happens in the books, right? Like, there's something else in the books, I think, that stands in the way. I think Felicity's mom just gets sick in the books and can't finish it. But in the movie, her mom's about to have the fourth kid in this family. And she has, like, the two other siblings to worry about as well. And Felicity's like, hmm, but it would be, like, great if I could have a dress.
2: It's the fifth kid, I think. Who's the Who's the other one? She has a brother, and he like does not speak in the movie, but he's there. I just remembered. Like, yeah, William. In the movie at all? William, yes.
0: So this is like
1: her fifth child.
0: But I think it's her fourth because there's Felicity, Nan, William, and then this one.
1: I think she eventually has a fifth. I think she has. Who's the fifth? Polly. Twins in the book. No, Polly. Polly? This
2: is Is Polly Polly. The fourth
0: this is polly in the books (laughs) polly or i read about polly in like a short one of the short stories and what happens is it's it's equally dramatic They're they were gonna go to grandfather's plantation and with like a another woman like who lived in the area was coming with them and she was like yeah, like, let's go to the, like, plantation, and, like, her mom's, like, worried because, like, her due date is literally, like, that day, but they go anyway, and then (laughs) Polly gets her name because she's, like, born in the middle of, like, a horrible, like, storm or something like that, and she's, like, a Pollywog, like, yeah, this happened all in a side book. Wait, I kind of remember this now. Was it in like one of the
2: like it's one of the mysteries of the adventures or something? Like they had all those offshoot books. They did have expanded universe books.
0: Yeah. So this was in like it was like a small hardcover book. And um they had them for all the dolls. I think it's literally called Felicity's New Sister. So they made it abundantly <laughs> clear what the story was about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I'm looking up the family right now but i don't know if i see a fifth
3: is it just the, the four
1: the fifth was maybe like my my self insert
2: six-year-old self thank you yes
0: there. yes <laughs> right right between Nan and it's Felicity. me felicity's <laughs> long lost sister <laughs> <laughs> but they added that into the movie so it's like kind of interesting to see like her have to like take on As part of, which like they sort of did in the books too. Like she sort of takes on more Mm -hmm. care for her siblings while her mom is like going through this like illness related to having the sister. Um, And she kind of gives up all hope. I feel like that she's going to get to go
1: to this ball. Right. Totally. Like this was really Felicity's year to grow up. Like in every situation, like she's had to deal with some like tough scenarios. In this movie and in the books yeah I know that's why I'm like how much is gonna happen
0: in this movie
1: right but in the end there's help with her gown and she is able to wear it to the ball
0: yes Elizabeth and her mother finished the gown for Felicity which I'm like when did Felicity's mom have time to like pass that off
1: Right. Because it seemed like there was, like, a very short window between, like, getting the invitation, getting, like, the fabric for the dress, and then the actual ball itself. Right. Hmm.
2: I wonder if, like, Ben or her father kind of, like, had something to do with that, maybe?
0: I could
1: totally see
0: Ben, yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. And now... Ben is the escort to her ball and when I like originally was thinking escort I was like oh he's just gonna like walk her there but like no he is like attending this ball and it's a loyalist ball of course he is a patriot he doesn't know how to dance either um so he's not like the best date to bring but I love that he's there and I love that Annabelle like makes a beeline towards him Thinking that he is the son of like a loyalist like a rich loyalist man no
2: I don't remember if that was in the Because I was watching that and I was like wait like I feel like I don't know if I'm just imagining this but I feel like in the books there was like this subplot of Annabelle like repeatedly hitting on Ben and she knew he, she knew who he was like I
0: have to go back and reread because I feel like there was like this in the book that's so funny. I, I mean, there weren't that many people around, so she probably couldn't afford <laughs> to be that picky in real life. Seriously. <laughs> but Felicity is like not even mad, which tells me like that we're just like building up this like romantic plot line. Oh alive. yeah. I, don't, right. I think it's so
2: funny. I think that whole, the whole thing with Ben and how he's now become kind of like this symbol and like the American girl, fan world because I don't think that they intended for him to be like that at all. Like I think it was totally platonic, like Felicity is 10. But then like you have the whole scene with him like in the woods and she's like ripping his shirt off. It's like, do you really think people aren't gonna interpret that (laughs) in a certain way? Like that was like a good look for him. Better than the ball, honestly. I did not like his hair at the ball scene. I was like this almost is gonna give me the ick. Like I need him (laughs) in like I need him in like the in the Felicity saves the day vibe. The summer Mm. vibe. Like that was the better look for him. This was I didn't love it. I didn't love the little curls and it was too like George Washington-esque.
0: Yeah, less (laughs) a less buttoned up Ben is our preference. Literally,
1: literally literally less buttoned up Ben. (laughs) Oh my god. I love Felicity and Elizabeth dancing together and everyone watching on. That was such a cute little bestie moment.
0: (laughs) That was so Uh. funny though, because it was like
1: did they know that they were going to be like doing? Yeah, a they like an-
0: They announced it like it was Dance Moms. They were like Felicity Merriman <laughs> and Elizabeth
2: Cole the, doing this duet. It's like <laughs> I remember recreating that with my friend. I so my like best friend at the time in first grade. She was blonde, very Elizabeth vibes. I was like very Felicity vibes, and we would put on our colonial dresses and like try to recreate that scene. And Ooh. I don't know like, how oh, good a job we did, but we had so much fun doing
1: it. Oh my, oh my gosh. god. Love that. That's so cute.
0: <laughs> yes. Ugh, obsessed. What do you guys think about Felicity's dress speaking of, and its fidelity to the um like book and catalog version? I feel like it looked a little different than how it looks in the book. Had more black I'm- in it.
2: Oh, I have the Take another look i do remember the big thing with that dress for the doll was the fact that she had the interchangeable stomacher and you could like change it Mm. um and i feel like it did look like maybe that wasn't the case in the one in the movie
0: Mm -hmm. i also found it really interesting that she had her hair down a couple times in this movie she had her hair just like flowing and wavy yeah.
1: Um, it's like my re-wigged Felicity now.
0: <laughs> yes, actually, let's see. it's exactly like
3: your re-wigged right?
1: Felicity. Oh my God. I have the Shailene version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her Christmas dress doesn't like exactly follow the book and catalog um, dress that we see. I don't love it as much, but it might just be like bias from like the familiar dress. But I mean, it is, it is pretty. I think it like follows it enough that you know that is the reference point, but I would prefer the version that you see in the catalog.
2: Yeah, I think all the dresses that she wears in the movie definitely have, especially the ball gown, have like more of that shape from the era with like the bustle Mm -hmm. and with the doll, like we don't really get that. Like it's more of a mature dress shape that really like doesn't, that doesn't come through on the doll's clothes. Right, Um, right. And yeah, her hair is definitely like down more and i feel like the felicity doll like you always had the little founding father ponytail and the little curls like that was her signature look for the book and for the doll
0: yes true and something um we learned from a past guest as well when talking about felicity's hairstyle is that Typically during that time, um, that past guest was Rebecca Mayton um, Mm -hmm. or Lady Rebecca Fashions on Instagram. During that time, like children were like little adults, and you kind of do see like Annabelle and um, Elizabeth have like more, I feel like, colonial esque hairstyles than um, Felicity, who just has like her pony, but they also Mm -hmm. come off as like a little more fancy. So, well, one thing that I
2: always noticed especially on the dolls but also in the movie that I found interesting and kind of showed like the different I guess like the class differences almost between Felicity and Elizabeth is that Felicity's ball gown is that like stomach interchangeable stomacher that style of gown it looks exactly like Elizabeth's meat outfit so like Felicity's fancier outfit is the equivalent to like Elizabeth's everyday gown that she wears except oh, in pink and then right. we actually never really see elizabeth in like felicity's everyday gowns or dresses that she wears that have like the apron and the smocking and like that more of a work dress like elizabeth doesn't wear that elizabeth is always dressed a little a little more fancy almost that's in that ball gown style a,
1: sure that's a great observation that's True.
0: yeah elizabeth has some great stuff and notably her bed is very very Lux as well
1: right her
2: her pink the pink riding habit that elizabeth has
0: uh, oh my gosh she has like the with the white (laughs) like she has like the white hand oh my gosh yeah she's like i mean felicity's riding habit is like amazing as well but yeah elizabeth's is
1: like Mm -hmm. next level right so it's
2: funny because like elizabeth doesn't even really ride that's just she just has it just to have
1: you never see her ride in the book Right. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so funny. So then the ball ends and Felicity and Ben walk home and they come back to see that Penny is in really rough shape. The horse, um, Penny is pregnant. She's giving birth, but it's a difficult situation. And with her father away, there is only one person that could help in this situation.
0: Which, before we reveal who that person is, can I just say, like, to Mr. Merriman, you, like, your wife just had a baby, like, two days ago and (laughs) had, like, a really traumatic illness and, like, your whole family needs you and he's like i have to go to an overnight patriot meeting it <laughs> true was, it seemed so so made up he's like i have to go to a patriot meeting to discuss patriot business <laughs> like...
1: oh my god honestly <laughs> it's so true <laughs> yeah like paternity leave who like come on mr merriman that's so right. this is why this is why felicity is so into emotionally unavailable Ben. for real (laughs) truly oh my god gab could you tell us a little bit about who comes to save the day
2: so felicity realizes that penny is in a really rough shape and they're gonna lose both penny and potentially the foal unless someone does something about it and helps deliver the baby and she's thinking and she's like okay who do we know that's really good with horses And surprisingly enough, they go and find none other than Jiggy Nye. And he is all alone on Christmas Eve, as is the case for a villain in this kind of movie. So he comes back with them to the stables and saves the day and helps Penny deliver the foal. And it's a really, like, heartwarming scene. And Felicity's just still there in her ball gown in the morning with the new foal who they decide to name Patriot because of his spirit and independence. It's just a cute nod to like all the themes of the book. Um, And then I think Felicity's father arrives again in the morning and meets the foal and sees Jiggy Nye there. And Felicity tells her father what a help Jiggy Nye was. And they invite him to join them for Christmas dinner.
0: Uh. And Jiggy Nye is like fully sober also now.
2: Oh yeah! All of a sudden, he was. I like how he was conveniently sober on Christmas Eve by himself. Like he was just (laughs) like they got lucky with that. Like maybe he just hadn't opened the new bottle yet or something because he was fully capable of helping to deliver that bowl.
0: Unless
3: like they're
2: trying to
0: imply that like his prison stint like so Mm. like sobered him up or like it worked. His visit with Felicity like was so transformative that like her kindness. That's true.
2: You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, that was probably it. Like, he saw how kind she was to him, and maybe he thought, like, wow, I should I should change. Like, people haven't lost hope in me. And then he, like, decided to kind of, like, make a change for the better.
1: Yeah, totally. Right. Jiggy is the Grinch-coded. Yes. He... Oh, totally. Yeah. But, like, did we know why Jiggy was in jail? Maybe it I was just, like... like, being a menace.
2: Yeah. yeah like...
1: like... <laughs> In public, like a bar fight or
2: something. Yeah, Yeah. right.
1: Drunken, disorderly. (laughs) Drunken,
0: disorderly.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
1: for sure. So he gets invited to the Christmas dinner where we see the Coles and the Merrymans. Like, I was kind of shocked to see the Coles invited. I was really
2: surprised. I guess like we don't think of this, but like they were new in town, sort of. So maybe they didn't know as many people, or they didn't have family there since their family's back in England. But I was surprised to see, I mean, they literally sat Annabelle like right next to Jiggy and
1: I. Like, that (laughs) decided to do that seating chart. Right? But Jiggy (laughs) Jiggy cleaned up good. Like, I was honestly like surprised to see him in his like finest outfit. Like, not bad.
0: Not bad at all. I also, I'm going to make a play, like, like a plea again for Felicity's mom up and about doing Christmas dinner stuff. Right. Like, just like, days after giving birth like okay i'm sure rose helped a lot like they
2: really should have i feel like they should have put that in somewhere like yeah rose just put all of christmas dinner together
1: you know honestly honestly and then felicity has a moment with elizabeth as she gives her a sampler for a christmas gift that says faithful friends forever be and i don't know why but that always like makes me want to cry a little bit it's so sweet yeah it's so
2: sweet especially when you think about like everything that they've been through with the movie and how like right from like felicity losing her grandfather to like elizabeth's dad being in jail to like the tea lessons and just everything they've just really been through it and they're still friends and I, i think it kind of just like reinforces the whole message of the movie that like despite their differences like they still can love each other and be friends
1: right
0: right uh. So true. Yeah, friendship is one of the many themes in this movie, but I feel like it's kind of like more of a side theme until like, we get to this like, last bit of conflict, like with Elizabeth and um, her dad being in prison, but like all of the American girl books i feel like have some kind of friendship message in them but i feel like Mm -hmm. felicity's is so strong which is and and samantha's as well which is why like they made the accompanying dolls to go with it because the friend like plot line is actually a huge part of the story
2: right one thing i love that american girl does with the best friends is i feel like they're always kind of like a polar opposite best friend of the doll like with Samantha mm. and Nellie like coming from such different backgrounds and Felicity and Elizabeth and right. I think Kit and Ruthie as well like I love how all the best friend dolls really are like a foil to the main girl and kind of just show like oh like you can have friends that are different than you and come from different backgrounds and have different beliefs totally That's a really
1: really good point uh, well what are our impressions of this movie did we have a rating system in our last rewatch episode (laughs) i don't i don't think so but
0: i would rate this like four out of five stars honestly
1: yeah i would say about a four four and a half out of five like for what it is i think it really like goes into some pretty like heavy themes we see a lot of character growth from felicity we don't get much backstory about the other characters but this was extremely entertaining I think the actors and actresses in this film really portray their characters well. I really enjoyed this. Four and a half out of five. I feel
2: like I would honestly give it like, okay, maybe not out of like every movie ever made, but out of like American Girl movies, it's definitely my favorite American Girl movie. So I would give it five out of five because like, yes, there are some things I would want to see more of but Mm -hmm. I feel like out of what we saw like I think it represented the books so well and so accurately Mm -hmm. while still like fitting it all into one movie and like the costumes the actors everything like I I do think it's a pretty perfect American girl movie and Ben obviously gets five stars as well yeah totally
1: totally Ben Ben deserves a half point on mine I'll give it a five with the addition of the impeccable casting (laughs) I
0: I definitely feel like it's absolutely far and away the best one out of the others and I liked Samantha's movie I honestly felt like Samantha's movie like was a little bit too much of a downer at times and this like shows conflict while also being like very like entertaining and you know like you feel confident that like felicity is gonna like get it done but the conflict in like samantha's movie for example like feels like very intense and then the Mm. conflict in molly's movie feels like barely anything at all
1: (laughs) right (laughs) seriously uh well do we have any final notes on this movie i would just say i think if you
2: are a longtime American girl fan and you haven't watched this movie in a long time. And you're just like with your friends and you guys want a movie to watch on like a cozy girls night, especially in the fall and winter, like definitely watch this movie. You will enjoy it. It's pretty good. Just as a standalone movie. And yes,
1: it's In its entirety on YouTube for free. What <laughs> it is. is
0: amazing. <laughs> and I feel like if you're like into history or you want to like get your kids into history, this is a great starting point.
1: Definitely. Well, Gab, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and going through all the plot points of this movie. It's been a true joy. Would you let everyone know where they could find you after this? Of course and thank you so
2: much for having me back it was so much fun i am on instagram at gabriella bassi and my TikTok is gab underscore nyc and i do talk a little bit about american girl on both platforms so <laughs> definitely come find
0: me on there i love to talk all things american girl all things history yes oh my gosh well thank you so much gab for another amazing conversation and thank you everybody for listening